Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Tilford, joined by Ben Roy Turner. Hello there. And Mr. Josh Brown. Hello there. Hello. Now, we are actually recording this time. I did start to do another intro before and forgot to hit the button, but this time we're getting it all right. You know, people will see what sort of machinations have been in the background as to why I might be slightly less than 100%, which kind of sounds worse than it is. It just means that I'm juggling many, many things. This doesn't matter, but I tell you what, does Hades and Watchdogs, um, we're both playing a variety of uh, different amounts of time into both of these titles. Um, and Hades is kind of held up as one of the potential games of the year. And so, because um, I definitely tweeted that out as well. I'm I'm kind of on the Hades hype train. And I know that both of you guys are um, not as lining up with that as me. I think I'm going to start with Mr. Benroy because you said you don't, you don't get it. You don't feel it. You're not, you're not in there. I, I, I just think in terms of like roguelike, roguelike, I like a like, I can never really understand which one is which anymore like? in this. Like, like, yeah. Uh, I think Spunky 2 is about about one of them to be fair. And I, I played it for, about two hours and that's not me crapping on the game in any way i just played it and i thought it's quite enjoyable like the, the first little minuscule part of the game where i didn't have a dash i thought it was rubbish and as soon as i got the dash i was like <laughs> you know what i've got a dash now i because I, I think i said this before and she was like i love i love a good dodging rather than a good blocking and like right. and like that was my problem with like uh inferior games like Sekiro, where just, the dodge was bad but like um with this just, we'll add a drink <laughs> it's like about that i i don't see it being uh the best thing of the year basically i just put mm. in time into it for i admittedly only a couple of hours i'm still going to play more of it so who knows by next week i might have already gone uh past ben Roy is a stupid idiot and actually is probably the best game <laughs> you might do I, witcher 3 yeah i mean I, that that was different reasons, but yeah, was it though? <laughs> or just, are you, are you, when are you going to get around to Breath of the Wild, mate? That's why I'm asking. Uh, <laughs> well, this Christmas maybe I'm about a year behind now, so who knows? <laughs> it's um, Josh. What do you think of the whole game of the year stuff? Because I think for me, I, I can see the argument for it just in terms of the mm-hmm. way that the whole game is structured. And I know you're uh, you're a good few hours through. Like I've, I'm like 30 hours in. You managed to do what I did in 30 in like 20 minutes, and then you're sort of done. <laughs> not quite, not quite. I think I'm about. I must have. I can't check my time, but maybe like 15 hours in, 10 okay. hours in. I don't know, but I'm I'm at the end boss, and I've just sort of lost a lot of lust there, a lot of the passion I had for it from it because. 
although I've waned a little bit on my sort of passion for it now, I wasn't like Ben Roy, like my first two hours with it, like I couldn't stop playing it. You know what I mean? Mm. Like the first um, few runs, like I just wanted to get back in, try out new things, upgrade my character, whatever, see more of the other characters, see what their relationships were like, etc. But now that I'm just at the end boss, like I got to there, that, that point like a week ago and I've had two runs since. I had two over the weekend. I just went on, like did a run, got beat, went off two days later went on got beat went off and i just mm. i just don't have that same fire to go back to it anymore which kind of sucks because i, I like do want to see it out um, the hardest bit which is like because obviously a run is like sort of half an hour to 40 minutes once you kind of get it down i guess you can trim it like so, so someone speed run it in like six minutes which i just I, I wish i was that person but um if you get to the final boss and then you lose it's kind of like any roguelike stuff where you've you've done a build you've done a character build and you try and get to the final boss and then you die i think that's the biggest blow to like well what the hell was the last half hour for and I guess if you don't have those story polls or those like character revelations and stuff or any sort of character writing, it's easier It's easier to put it down if you get to the point where you are. Yeah, it's, it's such a funny experience that I've had with it because I went into it, you know, knowing that you loved it, knowing that a bunch of people were calling it this like 10 out of 10 game of the year thing. Mm. So maybe my expectations were too high. I was almost going into it expecting it to blow me away and for it to be the game of the year. And when I'm so, sort of being disappointed about it now, oh, I think all of my criticisms are valid, but I also need to recognize I did have a lot of fun with it. I did think it was like amazing for the first 10 hours or so or whatever. Mm. Like I've had a really enjoyable experience with it. I think the combat's so tight like it, it got me in a loop that most roguelike games just don't and i love you know exploring these characters like i said but now i just I've, I've had like a week with it where i loved it and i just feel no pull to go back to it which is weird because I, I normally i get obsessive with like finishing games and seeing them through but right. knowing that even after i beat the final boss i'm gonna have to do these runs again and again and again like that just doesn't really appeal to me and there is a fundamental problem that I have with roguelikes in general, but also, so that's like part of it, but also I do think it's, you know, on the game's own terms where I do feel like these half hour, 40 minute runs are kind of wasted if I don't get further in the final boss because I'm not getting much out of the experience before then. Like I've got the other bosses down. I've got most of the rooms down to the point where they're they're not much of a challenge. So it Mm. just feels like that's filler to get to the actual thing that I'm stuck on and the actual challenging piece and i i suppose i could experiment with new builds and stuff but at this point i'm sort of thinking why would i want to go back to the beginning and start from scratch with something else and kind of build that play style up and i'm so close to getting there with the one oh, that but you're I've not got, though, you know I mean? because then are you not getting more annoyed because you're trying to punch through something with this one build that maybe maybe that's just not the way maybe you've got the wrong build maybe that's why you're losing maybe there is certainly an element to that but i have put time into like other builds you know what i mean i've spent Mm. a lot of time with uh the shield i spent a lot of time with with the sword i did a good few runs with them like trying to figure out like the different ways i could just brute force the power and you know complement my special ability and stuff Mm. and i just i didn't find those as fun as the um, build that I'm maining at the moment. You know what I mean? I just, right. it was something there that I didn't really appreciate. I didn't really appreciate the limited range on the melee attack of the uh, the shield, for instance. Um, and I know there are power-ups that can get around stuff like that, but a lot of that's like, look at the draw, you know what I mean? It's like whether I'll get that power-up this time well, you get, through um, or whatever. Ben Roy, you definitely bring your side in, but I think for the, um, for the weapons, you do get Titan Blood and you can start like fleshing out like weapon-specific changes. 
That is true. That is true. And I will give you that. But my counterpoint to that is to buy that Titan blood, because I've got them all for the original mm. weapons. You know, I've got the one that you can earn. Mm. And to get them all, unless I'm missing something, I need to buy it at a certain point in the game. You get that one certain per, point in the game. Per weapon. Yes, yeah, yeah. So I've got all of that stuff. But then right. you can buy more Titan blood, can't you? From like uh, a vendor. Oh, you could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Or, or when, once you beat the final boss for the first time, it opens up, get, being able to get more of it. Um, right. But like either or, you get one Titan blood per weapon run if you get far enough. Um, yeah. And then, like, which you could put into one of the weapons if you wanted to. You don't have to spend it on the weapon that you unlock it for. You could put everything into the sword if you wanted to. Um, yeah, but Benroy, have you, have you found like the weapons and different runs and character builds and stuff? Did you main a specific type? The only weapons I've really used is the, the first sword, and I tried the bow, and then I instantly was like, ugh. I, I hate the bow, it. to be honest. I yeah, absolutely I, love the bow, but I can't get away with it. And I, 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 I tried it, and I was like, wait, is this bow, am I really missing the beat of this? And I did the tutorial of the bow, and I tried to run with the bow. I was like, no, I hate this so much. And I went back <laughs> to the starting sword, and then I all I did is like rush it a few times. I beat the first boss. I can't mm. remember her name and then died straight, died straight away and I was like well that's my uh, playthrough for the night done sort of thing Like, <laughs> and I see the problem that Josh has like with these sort of games specifically if you stop playing a roguelike or like like for more than a few days it's almost like that's it that's the chain broken I feel like mm. these games are meant to be like you build and build and build and build until you, um, until you reach the climax of the game and be it and like um, I think that's what uh, I, I've liked about Splunky 2 this year where I've unlock shortcuts and I can go back into the game and work on a section that I'm learning mm. and then I can go back and start a full run again afterwards. But yeah, with this, I'm going to go go back again and I try it some more and I try some of the other weapons, but oh no, I just found it kind of just, just there sort of thing. Like, and everything that I said against it, it's not like I'm saying this is a bad game. Like when it comes to our sort of deliberations on game of the year and stuff like that, I, I think it will more suffer by, the quality of the other stuff I've played rather than the quality of itself. Like I right. don't know, really know where it slots in at the moment sort of thing. So what, other than you mentioned like being able to go back to certain areas and mop up stuff that way and that kind of changes the progression. Like is there any other main core stuff that makes Spelunky, Spelunky as an example, like as a comparison, like things that make, because I don't, I've played a bunch of roguelikes but I've never stuck with one before and like the thing with Hades I think that kept me is like the characters, the story, like why Zagreus trying to escape, all the stuff with um, his potential mum. You get that flashback scene where he explores during the night and figures out what happened with like Hades' dad and stuff like I wanted to, I needed to know the answers to those questions I thought that was a way bigger narrative pull than any, anything like Dead Cells or Rogue Legacy or anything like that had um, but as like comparisons like how have you what is it about Hades that knocks it down compared to other uh, games in the genre when you asked about the Spelunky, I think because mm. I like the idea of just being so freeform, being able to like break through the floor and, and do simple mm. things like that. And like, now nah, I can't just throw a couple of bombs and just go or grab a cat. And if I save the cat, the cat's going to give me a little lick and then I get another life and then I'm going to feel good and sort of thing. And do I risk it and go and get the ghost treasure? Because if I get the ghost treasure, the ghost's going to come out and find me and obliterate me, sort of things like that. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I prefer these type of games to be more mechanical than story. Like, I was getting to it a bit, but at the same time, like, I don't feel like I come to these types of games for story because it's then it's like, but it being back in like what like ninety five, you don't have a PS, you don't have a memory card, and then you've you've turned your TV off, but then your mum turns your PlayStation off at night, and then you've got to play the whole game again, sort of thing. Like, <laughs> I, I I know that it's not going to be exactly that sort of similar uh, experience, mm -hmm. but if it, I wish there was more like say a story mode where I could just see it through. 
Uh, I think the the thing that like shot it in the foot for me eventually, like I said, like 30 hours, it took me about 30 hours to actually finally do a successful run. But that was based on the fact that I was missing like a whole bunch of key based upgrades, like on that list of the darkness powers. I kind of, I'd accidentally gone on the one that is like a couple of arrows rotating and I went on that and it reset everything. And I was like, oh, I'm never doing that again. But I didn't realize that right next to that is the rest of the powers that you can unlock. So I just, I'd been banging my head against it on like a sub, like, like, like a half powered version of zag for like like i said 30 hours and once i realized there was like this all these other powers finally managed to finish it however um once you get it finished the first time you don't actually see you won't see all the story unless you finish it another nine times or another 10 times i think yeah. 10 in total and that's full runs and like for me like it was one of those things where like i finished it i think the best story stuff in the game is actually after the when you finally beat um the final boss and you get up to the um you know see what's at the end and it's that whole thing where like, I was like, I really want to see this through. But then half an hour, 40 minutes goes by. I die with like a sliver of health on the last boss. And I'm like, nah, I just don't have it in me. Like I've beaten it five times in total. And then I YouTube the rest of the cutscenes Cause I was like, I just don't have the time or the inclination. And I don't know. I don't know how much that compares to other like examples in the genre in terms of asking you to invest so much time and hope that you can do this final thing at the end of this time investment. But that's what really put me off eventually. But Josh, you're kind of like in that mindset already, like just getting yeah. all the way through for this one final thing. Yeah, it's funny because obviously we've been talking while we've both been going through it and while mm. I was kind of trying to catch up. And I feel like where you are now, that is where I have been for like the past few hours just <laughs> on my first run. Right. And I just feel like I've just sort of thrown myself at this thing. And I, I say throwing myself at it, I've only had three attempts at the final boss, including the right. one where I first um, discovered them, you know what I mean? So it's not like I've just been throwing myself at this brick wall. It's just that I don't have the inclination to go back through it. And I think a part of it is that how little the rest of the game changes, which might sound weird because they do do such a great job of surprising you with new characters and surprising you with new power-ups and, you know, little, you know, hidden tucked away things that you might, that might pop up on another run that you have never seen before. But I think like the layout of the levels and stuff, like for me, that's gotten quite repetitive. Like I don't like going through those early rooms again because i just feel like i've seen i remember everything. when you messaged me and you were like <clears throat> you you said that you were in uh, elysium and i was like oh you've you've seen three out of four already and you were <laughs> like oh my god that's it like it's yeah. that is a hell yeah. of a realization really it's yeah i mean i couldn't believe it when you said that i thought there was still so much of the game left to go and don't get me wrong like what is there is it's beautifully constructed it's so gorgeous to look at like the fidelity on display is genuinely amazing but maybe it's because i just blasted through it but i was like ah, i wish i wish there was like another level where i could get through like before the final boss uh because there is this one area not to spoil it for roy that just that that every time i think about replaying it i think about this one area that i have to get through to get to the final boss Does it involves just, poison it involves poison it yeah, involves i wouldn't say that's a, a spoiler it's just a crappy area yeah, it's a crappy area where you need to find an item. And it just, for me, it just drags the thing down. So I'm like, I don't, I, I, why do I need to do this? Why is this mm. sort of filler thing right at the very end? I know it's there to, you know, give you a little bit of a boost before that final boss, allow you to explore a few extra rooms or whatever. But it's mm. just the thought of doing that again makes me not want to go through it. I did, like, I have died to poison damage as well, um, just because it was just, I my character, it was earlier on, but it was like I wasn't built the right way and I spent too long in one of those rooms, not realizing that I was poisoned because there was so much carnage in the room anyway, and I just died. And I think it's just that inbuilt thing of dying half an hour into a run where you just kind of go like, well, screw it then. Like, I, there's no real, I haven't, I don't know if it's just me, I don't know if it's the age I am, the amount of games that I play, the amount of things I'm trying to get through in a given week or whatever it is, but when a game just sort of throws up a thing 
thing and says like, you didn't get anywhere in the last 40 minutes, go do it all again. I'm just like, well, actually, no, I'm not going to, I'm going to go do something else. This, it kind of uh, reminds me of like, I, my platinum sort of like fest that was on last week where I was like, play this whole game and don't die. And I was <laughs> like, you, you, having to like quit the game and re-upload a save to play the, the cloud and stuff. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's, I think that the, the perfect reason why we've come into this and join like people that are listening and watching now. Yes, I've not played a lot of this yet. And that's the reason because- A couple of uh, hours you, is still a decent chunk though. If you don't notice that like Scott smashed it with 30, Josh, well, you're somewhere like in the middle of 10. And then mm -hmm. I'm like the little child with two. And it's just nice to see this like first experience go through. Mm -hmm. But it, yeah, I, I totally get like losing everything that you've done and sort of like, what, what, what now? Like, do, do you just carry on? And it's, it's literally, you've got nothing left and it's just there. Like, what do you do? Well, I do. I think another thing as well, because I said to Josh when he was like saying that it's, because you messaged me, Josh, when you, when you lost the second time, third time, whatever it was to the boss, and you were like, I think I'm done. Like, I'm sick of doing a half an hour run and then, and then dying. And that is eventually what made me go to YouTube because I just can't. I can't waste another half hour and not get a payoff for it. Um, but thematically, like, it completely works thematically. It completely feels like you're trapped in this space. And as Zagreus, you're trying to escape, and you're up against, like, eternal forces, the fates themselves, telling you that you can't escape. And so, like, every time you die, obviously, you get that, that sound cue, the sort of, like death knell thing and then Hades will insult you or whoever it is one of the different voices will insult you and stuff and um I thought I pretty early on I was like okay you want me to feel this way you want me to feel you want me to give up and I won't and like and I didn't and I got through it and I beat it and whatever and how much do you guys think that that sort of narrative backbone is justified versus just pummeling you and wasting your time I do, I do think it's justified because I, I like it when games do that. You know what I mean? Like when mm. you get like a Dark Souls or something or whatever and like the mechanics are built into the thematics of the narrative in a way that makes you feel like terrible. Like you mm. just feel crap. But you're supposed to feel like crap because it's this yeah. existential horror that you're in about, you know, not being able to escape or whatever. I think that goes a long way to justify what you're doing. Just I think you could make that point and also have more variance in what you're doing to make it at least feel kind of worthwhile. Mm. Like I, I understand the bosses always need to be there. They do shake those sub bosses up, you know, quite nicely. But at the same time, like, I, again, I keep going back to like the layout of the rooms and stuff. I just don't want to go through those rooms again, Scott Tielf. It's the same I, biomes. I, I think, yeah, it's the same biomes. I think they should have like, after play, playing Splunky 2 where I have the choice after doing the first area to go in two ways mm. like I can take another path and then there's secret, secret areas after that which you can use to subvert stuff I think that has spoiled me now for any of this right. sort of game going on because as Josh is saying he doesn't want to go to that certain room again if I was doing Splunky 2 and had to go through the lava room every time with the floating robots rather than the jungle with the <laughs> cheeky monkeys that steal my stuff then I would be I, I would have I, I would have just snapped the game even though it's not physically there i would have gone no i'm done sort of thing but yeah i feel like if hades had to say like just like go through this gate to go here or go through that gate to go there and avoid poison land which now i'm not looking forward to and then sort of thing that i would maybe that maybe that's the future of this genre Maybe the super quick thing to throw in is that obviously the, the risk they're taking, the dice they're rolling is that they want you to have this rocky-like ascent up the final stairs. Like, but they want to like push you down to the bottom of those stairs every time so that when you finally have that one glorious run where you take everything on and you beat the final boss, that'll stay with you forever. And it will, it just, it does, but that's we'll take, a huge ask though. 
it won't be glorious. It will take time off your life. Like, <laughs> oh God, the elation when you win though. Like I was, I was shivering and shaking like the same way that I was when I beat Ornstein and Smau in Souls for the first time. Like I was like, oh my God, I actually did it. Like, oh my God, it's dead. Oh my sweet, I, I could not believe it. I was so glad. Cause like I said, that was 30 plus hours of dying to this thing yeah. uh, or dying to the game overall. So I, I think it works, but I think it's a massive ask of you as well. Can I share a horror story with both of you? Of course. On my, on my last run, um, I was just playing it, and uh, you know when you just sort of have a limited window to play something? Mm. And I took it. I was like, right, I'm going to have a run on Hades before I need to make the tea or whatever. <laughs> and I was going through it. I was like, yes, this is kind of, this is good. I'm, do, I'm doing well. And I kept getting the warning that the switch was on low battery. My oh. uh, controls were on low battery. And I thought, it's fine. It's all right. I can, I can push through. It's going to be fine. It's totally okay. And I kept pushing through. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. This podcast is brought to you by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it just makes hiring all in one place so easy because you just get unparalleled access to job seekers. Plus, listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash WCG. Just go to Indeed.com slash WCG right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash WCG. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Through it, it kept popping up low battery. And I was like, well, I can't stop now. I can't stop the flow. Mm. Like, I'm doing really well. I'm spec'd exactly how I want. Like, this could be the run. This could be the <laughs> run. And it kept going from boss to boss, low battery, low battery. And I swear down, I'm not doing this for dramatic effect. I got to the final boss. And as soon as I dodged out the way of the first attack, that was it. Controller off. Controller stopped. The game didn't pause. It Why just, does it not pause? Why don't it? Yeah. It was, right, it didn't pause. And I've realized it was only one side of the controller that, that went off so I could run, but I couldn't <laughs> attack. And I was trying to, trying to put it back on charge. And I put it on charge and it wouldn't pause. And then I got most of my health taken off me. And I thought, you know what? This is my fault. This is not the game's fault. This bit, is not yeah. the game. Can't knock this down or anything. But that has broken me to I'll an extent, what, though, and now I don't want to go back to it. Will a hundred percent hoist the various, um, you know, platforms? Because why the living <laughs> hell does every single platform not auto pause a game when a controller runs out of battery? That happens on all no three idea. systems all the time. Like, how is that not a thing? But um, God, <laughs> I just, yeah, I was, I was going to say like Ben Roy, what was your? Because you got to Meg, you got the first boss, and then got put yeah. down. 
is the idea of like, you know, approaching, I'm going to do a little bit of busy work and then the actual meaningful thing. Is that in any way an enjoyable structure compared to other stuff that you've played? Yeah, I think it's just been the mindset of that. And uh, I, maybe it's just where I am, where I just had sort of like a slightly challenging week last week where I was mm. putting myself through hell, like trying not to die from Xenomorph, trying not to die in Life is Planet, <laughs> trying not to die in Resident Evil 7. Just like, so, and then trying not to die in this. I've sort of like set myself up wrong for this game. Like, it's right. almost like from one hell to another. So it does I ask think, a lot of you, to be honest. Like yeah. it does want, you have to give a lot of it, give a lot of yourself to it. I, I also I don't think I could do what I don't know if you played the handheld Scott but I was playing mm. on the TV like I, I it's, this is something that's happening with my switch I don't know if I like playing it handheld anymore it's weird like oh. I don't know if I feel like I'm feeling like I'm a bit older like, oh. <laughs> I've got this thing behind me there like I can just about do it if I'm out of the house if I'm like on it whenever we used to go on journeys and stuff but that, that game on I, I feel like maybe my eyes would be like I can't see that what's going on here <laughs> but I mean there's a lot of like quite small text prompts in it there's a lot of stuff to read yeah like that and like item descriptions weapon descriptions so like yeah I, I much prefer it on a big screen just because of how anarchic and crazy the combat can become um, I guess I should... want to see those graphics they look large like the game is yeah. flushing great and like you can't sometimes you can't believe like Supergiant is a time team and that how they put this together and how they've kept putting banger and banger together i've not played all their games but so far like everything is reviewed like really oh well my god man like if we if we ever do i guess we probably could do but i mean they started i guess bastion in like 2011 or whatever it was but if we did like best developers most consistent developers of the generation the last 10 years of all time super giant are absolutely phenomenal naughty dog like, naughty dog would be up there obviously um, but if you yeah if you haven't played bastion transistor pyre and now hades like they are four for four in regards to just Absolutely, I was going to swear there. Absolutely effing slaying it. Um, I think it's brilliant. Um, we should talk about the uh, minutiae of the combat, though, because I think obviously a lot of it hinges on, it's like a, a Destiny-style thing. It's like, you know, well, it is a roguelike thing. It's like, can you enjoy this core combat enough to rerun these areas and rerun this this sort of challenge over and over again? Do you guys feel like the combat has enough to it? Like, I know that you unlock different things in regards to, you know, dashes and splash attacks and, you know, area of effect things. And depending on what weapon you pick, that can change things. But did you find that immediacy of like, okay, I can see myself playing our of this or does it feel lacking no i think i think the combat's like just incredible it's like so boorish like i just i got addicted to that straight away and especially how you can transform those weapons like by you know pursuing upgrades i think a lot of the game and a lot of your progress through it, it actually comes from just knowledge that you build from how the power-ups work or which doors you should go through depending on which area you're in and stuff mm. like all of that I absolutely love, and I think it's so rewarding when you like you you get your backstab up, and you're, you're chaining kills together, you're firing off your special and stuff like that. I think it all comes together so like just so spectacularly, both on screen and you know the feedback that you get from the controller. The only the only issue is is that it's so good that I don't want to do any other rooms that don't have a power up or whatever in them. Like right. I couldn't care less about the darkness. I've got my guy almost fully you know specked out at the moment. I'm just just putting points into increasing the percentage of the chance that I'll get for a rare boon and things that, like that. that so, stuff where like you get to the bottom of that that big key rollout menu and it's like yeah like yeah. 250 darkness for like for plus one percent that I might get a yeah. better boon. Uh, I've just been like swapping that for the gems and then buying like a new set of curtains or something instead. 
I think it <laughs> tends to be more or like a dog bed or like a chew toy for uh, so Well, that's it. Because I'm not really invested in, um, you know, uh, upgrading the hub area or anything. Like, I just want those boons. I just want those upgrades. I want to interact with, like, those characters. Is this not a problem, though, where you want the game to be something it's not? Like, we've obviously, we're, all of us have that sometimes. But, like, they want you to engage with all of those systems all at once. I, I, I would say that is definitely true, but also I would disagree just because I don't think the darkness or the keys add much other than like a grind. Like at I the know. moment, I'm just trying to save up 30 keys. So I don't really get that reward or want to go through a, a certain door because I'm like, well, I could, I could use that, but it's, it's ultimately only going to incrementally upgrade my character in a way that I'm probably not even going to notice. So you, do get, um, you do unlock more work orders for the construction guys to change the rooms that appear in each of those other biomes. Like you can make it so that a different, like a, a health pool or a different chest or yeah. whatever. You can, you can kind of start futzing a little bit with like what's going to appear in the underworld and what's going to be in um, Asphodel and stuff like that. Um, so I think there is a reason to chase that, but it's, it is a grind because the actual totals to get those amounts are like pretty high and you're gonna have to rely on the merchant um even letting you swap keys for gems if that is that option that time because obviously the merchant stuff resets every time as well like like everything i think it all works best in its opening hours like in, in mm. the opening hours i did want to pursue those things i wanted to pursue like those items that would help me in the world like having a fountain in elysium or whatever like right. felt essential but once i got all of the essential ones kind of like locked out, which I burned through quite quick. Um, you know, for instance, I unlocked a, a thing for my character that costs like 600 darkness where you get to revive yourself in every single room with like 30% health. Like once I had all of those essentials knocked off, that's when those rooms to get darkness, to get the keys and whatever felt, felt like a grind because I was getting really nothing from it anymore. Maybe mm. that's just because again, maybe I've just played this game too fast is what I'm sort of coming to. Are I'm you too good, Josh Brown? Me and Mr. Benroy, know. we both, we both died to those, that first boss. I mean, I died to Meg like over and over again. Like I guess one, Josh, did you beat Meg first time? And two, Benroy, what was your feeling of, uh, of getting beat by the first boss? I got beat by the first boss once, but then okay. died. Then they died the second time. But I just have this image boss... of you, like sort of head down, plays the game, looks up, and you're at the final boss. And I'm like, what? What, then? Well, just, the, what now? The second boss. Uh, that was that was first time. Like that was like straight through. So I got to like at least <laughs> well, like so quick. That thing you like messaged me. Oh yeah, I just beat the uh, Hydra. I'm like, you just sorry. What? Like I was on that for like a fortnight. Are you are you <laughs> actual superhuman, Josh Brown? Yeah, Ben Roy, what's your thoughts on uh, I guess the boss design and and like coming up against that stuff over and over again? I mean, so far, I'm just, see, the one boss I've seen seems fine. I just mm. ended up using my circles of scariness when I was dodging away for her <laughs> to go in the circles and get some chip damage. But like the reason why I failed the first time on that boss is just because I was not impatient, but I was like, well, I, wanna, I can get another hit, and, and then you don't, and uh... then you get slapped for it. And then you're dealing with large uh, people with hammers and then uh, the witches that just... Uh, fire the, the uh, purple blobs everywhere yeah yeah and just, i think it's down to like i just i feel like sometimes i just want to do some more damage right. and then just you just don't and then you die but when you finally be and then you die straight away afterwards it's kind of like well that was <laughs> that was a time i was gonna say because you um like again like comparing it to something like spelunky the thing that put me off spelunky and eventually rogue legacy and stuff was the combat system because it was super simple like in terms of what you're actually doing, whereas like Hades for me is closer to like a God of War or a Devil May Cry or something like a platinum game. 
it's spelunky it feels like you're on a tightrope the entire time though like you can go from oh, i've got loads of health i've got a shotgun i'm going through it and then you get slapped and then i put a, i put a clip on twitter i bounced off four things and then a ghost came to me and within a second i'd lost like eight hearts and dead and i was Is like that, yeah. was that not make you turn it off i think i would rage Just, quit I just laughed. I just like, well, there you go. <laughs> that, that, sometimes that's how life is. And then you just, you're done sort of thing. Sometimes you get slapped. Like yes. Depends. <laughs> yeah. You get clipped around the ear and that's it. But like you start with like three hearts and anything can do a heart's damage pretty much. Mm. Like, and like, even when you get like to the shaman guys and then they can send their mystical skulls through the floor at you. But then sometimes you get lucky and then they're chatting to each other. And then they're just the way that, cause they've had this of the enemies now that if they're human enemies, they just shout at each other and they're like, ah, and they're just, you can sort of like try and sneak past as well. So there's right. so much randomness to that. Like, and then somebody you miss, cause there's a, a spider will drop on you and then that's it. And then little things like that. And then you're done with this. I feel like Hades demands a lot more sort of like not concentration, but you, you've got, uh, there's a lot more like it's, it's, it's a different type of skill because with Spelunky, mm. you're trying to quick, uh, think quick on your feet. I'm like, can I sort of get through that path or am I going to have to sacrifice a bomb or am I going to have to maybe go around somewhere else? Or can I try and throw this thing at someone to knock them over with mm. Hades? It's more like, I feel like, I'm just kiting enemies a lot and sort of like going around them and hitting them. And some of the ones with the shields that you have to sort of like kite them, get the shield down before you can get the decent stun on them. I don't know of a different you, weapon later on. Yeah, Will. I was going to say kind of, you can spec towards that over time. Like yeah. you, you can get, I mean, you can do, you can make a character that was like, you know, dash damage does something to shields and then you could combo that with, there's there's a million different combinations. Do you, yeah. um? Do you, did you play did you is dash something that you can get rid of in that game or do you have it up towards the end because like i don't see myself playing hades without dash available you can get two it. dashes mate if you want to get two i a, i want all the dashes and i want them a little dash <laughs> damage behind me as well like when i had uh zeus's lightning come down on my dash for a bit i was like yeah that's good that's, you, if you, <clears throat> that's one of the things if you spec towards because i eventually i beat it on a combo of zeus and athena um with like the just specking all of their stuff um so you had like athena's invulnerability you had like zeus's um chain lightning stuff that was bouncing between everybody every time i was doing a cast um and things like that but um yeah like i think it's just i, I don't know it's it, they obviously want you to play around with as many different permutations as possible um i was gonna ask because like josh you just played through all the god of wars like the old school god of wars do you employ that same mentality with hades combat because the more i think about it the more i do the more i think of it as like platinum yeah. style devil may cry style yeah, definitely. I think it works in that sort of same sense. You know what I mean? Playing that in God of War at the time was like great because not only did they share a setting, but I felt like a lot of the um, the tricks that I was using to balance a bunch of enemies in God of War translated mm. quite nicely um, to Hades. So I do think it it works like a like a proper action game. You know what I mean? Which might sound like I'm putting it down by saying a proper action game, but I do think you, even without the boons and stuff, without all of that kind of added extra, um, you know, systems when it comes to upgrading character and stuff, it works on a core level of skill. Like if you're mm -hmm. good enough, you can like, you can get quite far, even though your health is very low, even though you don't have all of these power-ups and stuff. And I, I like that. I like that you have all of these options when it comes to taking out the enemies and stuff. Like you exploit their weaknesses and you get the double dash and you can start like just 
fishing around the levels and sort of taking people out. And there is a great sense of achievement when you fully know how to own one type of enemy that caused you hassle earlier on. I remember um, fighting those, the boys with the bombs who would you know, oh, they they just throw bombs at you. Them, yeah. yeah, like they absolutely wrecked me. But now like you just understand how to take them out. You gain that knowledge. And I do like how much of the game trades on you just understanding how things work and how mm. enemies work and it rewards you playing you know smartly that's also something that kind of catches me out because like Ben Roy was saying you can get through to an extent on like instinct but if you sort of like switch off especially late in the game like to be sometimes well my last run for instance I was quite far through and I just sort of eyes glazed over for a second and then I'd <laughs> taken like a big chunk of damage just right. by doing something stupid and like like again going in for an extra hit when I knew I shouldn't or mm -hmm. you know not dodging at the at the right moment it's just like oh, I took my eyes off the steering wheel for a second and I know that's the point but also that sucks and I feel like I've just set myself back by being not in the moment and I'm like that is partly my fault but also partly the fault of the game design as well for not being engaging in a way because I zoned out because mm. I'd done that stuff before and I just kind of wasn't paying it as much attention, which is a kind of strange balancing act to work, I suppose. I, t I totally agree that like the first time I, the first time I died at the end and then went, I've got to do all this again. And I was like, surely they're not going to. And then as soon as you climb out of the blood pool and then Zag just says something, Oh, here we go again or whatever mate. And I was just like, Oh God, like this, <laughs> This is, this is a hell of a realization. Like you really want me to do this again, but I, because they write around that and all the characters are very much aware that you've got to the end and then come back. Everyone's like, oh mate, it's so hard on you. I hope you're okay. Like, and I was like, no, I'm not okay. Like I, I've got it. I want to give up and go to bed. And so I think because they write around that and like, um, I'm assuming Benroy, you won't have found them yet. I don't think, but Josh, you will um, have found um, like Achilles's partner and you will have found Eurydice and like all the, um, the other relationships that are starting to come together that you're knitting together because you're the only one breaking the rules. You're getting out of uh, the underground, uh, the underworld and uh, talking to different people and stuff. Um, like I said, they, they write around that fail state in a way that I, for me, I do find engaging enough to, to fight the whole, like I've just wasted my time thing. Um, but I think, I guess that is just increasingly diminishing returns because the faster you get to the end, the less fundamental story it has to give you. Yeah, that's it. Like, I think I said in the last video we did, I almost wished that I didn't get through as fast as I did and instead was, you know, dying every three rooms or so. Then I think mm. I would have appreciated those conversations more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just genuinely wish, genuinely wish I had your experience because I felt like I would have felt a sense of progression and felt like I was learning more each time. Whereas now I'm just running through and it is sort of diminishing returns. Like all of that stuff you just said was so exceptional for the first, you know, five or six times I I went through the game. But then mm. after that, every single time I go through it now, I'm like, right, okay, you're gonna call. I'm gonna call someone that their mate, and then they're gonna tell me a little bit more about <laughs> themselves. We're gonna have this. Um, weird kind of talk with Meg or whatever. And I'm like, right, okay, we, we've, we've done this. Now I'm almost just going through the motions. I'm sure mm. there is more to come in terms of where those stories go, but um, it doesn't support dying in the way it used to. And again, I, I want to stress, I'm being very negative in this video, but like I did love it. I love this game mm. for, for so long and I still love it when I'm playing it. And I think that's important. Like every single time, I've said to you, Scott, about three times that mm. I'm done that I'm finished, I'm going to be <laughs> over. And yet I go back to it because yeah. when I'm in it, like it's so fun to play. It's just when I'm out of it and I realize, oh, I've just, just wasted some time there. Was that really as good as I wanted it to be? Like, do I care about these characters? That's when I get these questions, but I don't get them when I'm actually playing the game.
Yeah, which I think, like, obviously, like I said, it ties in completely thematically, and it it puts me in the headspace of Zag. Like, it makes me have all the, the feelings that he must have, the sheer frustration of it, and the annoyance of just having to go again. Um, yeah, Ben, what's your sort of closing thoughts on? Do you see, you see yourself going back and finishing it? Yeah, I see myself going going back tonight, and maybe not, maybe not wasting so much time in Watchdogs League, Watchdogs League, Watchdogs, <laughs> Watchdogs Legions. I could not speak there for a second. Watchdogs. Yeah, watch Dodge. <laughs> yeah. yeah, all right, Dodger. And then actually playing uh, Hades tonight instead because you know what? Hades deserves some more of my time and watch dogs can go and get 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 away for the weekend. Yes, well, yeah, we were going to, when we started out sketching out this podcast before we started recording, we thought we'd talk about Hades and watch dogs Legion. But that game is the most like expected Ubisoft open world crime game you could expect. And I just so- complain about London in that game, how they've deleted parts of London that uh, worked and lived in for years and they're just not there. It and I hate it. Don't exist, mate. It's, yeah. uh, all those parts Soho, cancelled. Gone. Candom, cut it in half, mate. But yeah, it's, it's fine. So I just say that game's fine. Like, I got it for £40. Like, it's totally worth that if you want an open world sort of like, oh, wander God, around it's experience. It's 40 quid, mate. Yeah, it is for the London. I, I think it is. I, I think... <laughs> that's me saying that's as much as I would pay for it but it's fine it's totally it's nothing revolutionary at all so far apart from I just picked a guy and he turned out to be a cheery Jamaican gentleman and he's been loving life so far and I've been going around with him beating up the evil corporations so yeah just me and my old granddad man going along I think um, we might do another podcast on Watch Dogs the more that we've played a bit because I've only played a couple hours um, and I just it's I love the idea of recruiting any NPC the fact that they pulled that off kind of blows yeah. my mind um, but I think yeah I'm, I'm just curious to see what the reception of it is because I feel like it's kind of buried and with Assassin's Creed coming out like you know next week um, I'll just be amazed if anyone's even talking about Watch Dogs after that um, but yeah that's that's another um, question or a, a discussion for another time um, for now this has been the World Culture Gaming Podcast um, you can let us know what you think down in the comments below if you're watching the video version or come find us on the social medias if you're listening along on the audio platforms can't think where i'm gonna go with this i already said it's the what culture gaming podcast it's still the what culture gaming podcast <laughs> i've been your host scott tilford joined by ben roy turner watch dogs watch dogs <laughs> and josh brown <laughs> goodbye and we'll catch you next time bye-bye see ya good night Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.